It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Welcome back. First of all, as always, thank you so much for tuning in, and thank you so much for uh, sharing the show with so many individuals. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, just as a reminder, today's show is being brought to you by FreePublicityExpert.com. FreePublicityExpert.com. If you're looking for some publicity, if you want to become uh, better known, FreePublicityExpert.com is the place to go. And as a quick reminder, we appreciate it very much if you will just share the episode and spank the like button. That's right, spank the like button. Every now and then, we all need a good spanking. So uh, the the algorithm, the YouTube algorithm, the the podcasting algorithm, the Google algorithm, they all want to see a liking. And anyway, so pre, uh, please take a moment and like today's show. Share it. We appreciate it very much. Today on the show, we have Norm Blumenthal. Norm Blumenthal is an, Amer- is an attorney for workers and consumers selected as one of top attorneys in Southern California. Norm was also inducted and recognized as one of America's most trusted lawyers in employment law. Norm Blumenthal is one of our regular contributors, and he is the gentleman who coined the phrase, don't be felony stupid. Felony stupid. I just love that. And, and so his, uh, he's not only insightful, but uh, he has a lot of love for our country and our and, and, uh and he's got a great story that he's going to share with us about his father, Norm Blumenthal. Welcome back. Thanks, Bert. It's nice to be here. And uh, mainly this is, the show today is I wanted uh, to direct it to uh, mainly to the Republicans, uh, voters out there, um, because I want to talk about, you know, where the love is. Where is the love? And I, I see the Republicans, when they poll them, on, uh, for example, DACA for the uh, kids that came here uh, as children uh, with their parents and um, now want to be able to stay here with uh, green cards and work permits. And we can't seem to get it through the Senate and uh, taking care of these um, unaccompanied uh, children um, on the border um, better. Um, this is the kind of thing that Republicans need to talk to their uh, Republican um, uh, congressmen and senators, and tell them, you know, we they want DACA passed, and if they don't pass DACA, then uh, they're going to turn around and, and vote for a Democrat, and that should scare the Republicans enough where they they can pass certain bills, and there's a few of them out there, and those are the first two I want to talk about. Uh, kind of an interesting story um, about uh, my dad, how he got here in uh, 1934. He was uh, 12 years old. Um, he was an unaccompanied child. Um, he was living at the time in Germany, and uh, he was uh, being harassed by uh, uh, Nazis and uh, beaten. And his parents, uh, to uh, save his life, sent him to the United States as an exchange student at 12 12 years old. And uh, he was able to stay here and go to school. And um, by the time 
um, the Second World War started, um, he was old enough to go into the service, and uh, he went into the service and was the uh, uh, midsection uh, uh, gunnery oper- uh, operator, machine gun operator, and radio operator. Um, flew 65 missions over Germany, and one wow. of his attributes, yeah, one of his attributes was is that he could speak fluent German. So he used to get on the radio and uh, send the uh, German planes in the wrong direction. So <laughs> he, he was he was pretty valuable. Um, he made ended up leaving as a master sergeant, and he got his green card and his citizenship um, as part of that service. And in the in the DACA group, and there's a lot of uh, of, of stories like that, where there's uh, uh, kids that um, have come in with their parents young kids and have gone on to uh, go into the military, uh, gone on to uh, go into professions, uh, stay out of trouble, um, have, and then end up um, getting deported because they uh, aren't citizens and they revoke their green cards. And, and this show is, is not about making people crossing the border citizens. This is a show is about like giving them, uh, if they're working, giving them green cards so they can continue to work and stay here. And if they go into the service, um, you know, that's an opportunity where they can, you know, go to the head of the line uh, for citizenship because of the fact they served uh, in the military, which we all respect. And so this is the kind of thing that there, there's no reason for people not to be behind this. We have kids coming across the border. Their parents would not let them go, just like my uh, grandparents would not let my father go, unless it was a desperate situation. And that's right. what we have, we have with this unaccompanied adults, uh, children coming without being accompanied by an adult, because their parents are desperate from, from the point where they come from. And we need to give them... Uh, the kind of uh, care that uh, that we'd give our own children, um, you know, being able to go to school and, you know, to live a good life, uh, get green cards, get jobs, keep be productive, and as long as they, they can, they can get in line for citizenship like everybody else. It doesn't move them to the head of the line, but it certainly gets them there. And if they go into the service, uh, sure, they should have some type of, of, uh, of reward for serving uh, our country. So that's kind of where I'm starting with 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 this, and I think the the only way that it's going to get through the Senate, these bills are already passed by the House or in the process of being passed, is for Republicans to to stand up and say, I want to see uh, the DACA bill uh, become law, and uh, to their own Republican senators and congressmen, and say, guess what? If you don't pass it, I'm going to end up voting for a Democrat. Who will pass it? So we need to. The Republicans need to stand up. I mean, the the, the people. There's, I think it's an 80 percent approval rating for this DACA law to make these uh, um, people, the, the kids that came over with uh, um, with a, you know as as children, they don't qualify for citizenship, but to make them uh, to make them give them green cards is something that we we need to do, and uh, you know that. that we we need to do that and make this this place uh you know this, what it's been for every generation since the beginning of this country 
um, a place for people to come and have a chance to grow and prosper. And I, I'm sure you have a story about your family. I think everybody does. Sure, sure. And, and you know what? And, and, and one of the things I'm grateful for, I am an immigrant, uh, for those who don't know that. And, and so uh, we immigrated here from Cuba. And, you know, back in the day, I, I think it was like, I don't remember, I think it was like 1960-something, 1962, uh, the, there are these things called Operation Peter Pan, or, or it, I'm sorry, it, it, was an, it was a program called Operation Peter Pan, and it was 14,000 unaccompanied Cuban miners from the age of 6 to 18 that were flown into the United States their parents, like your parents, they saw what was coming. There was, uh, and so they took advantage of the of this Operation Peter Pan, and you know, it, 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 without a doubt, it helped. Uh, it helped those families, uh, and, and it, it gave it gave these fourteen thousand plus kids a, a fresh start, and and. Like you said, for somebody to take their children and just on hope and faith and a prayer, let, you know, let them go out of your control, out of your protection, out of, you know, and this is back in, you know, when you're talking about your dad, I mean, think about the time back then in the 1940s or whenever that happened. And, and again, in the 1960s. Technology isn't like it is today where we can FaceTime and text and are you okay? No. You're literally hoping that your kids are going to be okay in this strange country with a strange language and you have almost no way of contacting them. Talk about scary. But you're doing that because leaving them where they're at is even scarier. And so uh, I'm grateful for America's big heart. I'm grateful that you know, that not only did they take in these 14,000 kids, but they took in my family. And, and you know, there's got to be a way to administer this DACA program. And as you said, it's got a, it's got a huge, huge um, favorable rating from both sides of the aisles. Uh, we're not talking about, for the most part, we're not talking about uh, people that are doing something wrong. They were brought here. Uh, maybe they were born here. No, they were brought here. That's right. They weren't born here, but they were brought here as young kids. And most of these kids have grown up in America. Uh, they they are uh, positive, contributing members to our society. And as you mentioned earlier, it's not about giving them a, a, a free pass to citizenship, but giving them a green card, it helps document them. It helps them uh, get uh, further entrenched into the system. And as you mentioned, also, what there is a great uh, opportunity for them to serve our country and then, as you, you know, get to the head of the line for citizenship and all that other stuff. So the DACA program is really a very unique program, and, it's, and I think that, uh, that uh, the, uh, the politicians need to, uh, what do you call it, they just need to pull the trigger on it. it, it it's going to help more than it's going to hurt. Yeah, and here's my, my problem with um, the evangelicals and the Republican uh, right is um, 
one, I re- respect their opinion with regard to pro-life. I, I don't disrespect that, and uh, they've got a Supreme Court that um, is favorable to it. But by the same token, uh, you're, you're talking in, in the uh, pro-life group about pro-life about a fetus. Here we're talking about pro-life about living human beings that are, are no longer fetuses that are on this planet, and to turn them away um, is just hypocritical to me. You know, where is the love? I mean, if you're going to be so in love with a fetus that you'll take a stand uh, pro-life, then where is your love for, for the children that are here, that grew up here, for the children that are coming here? It's uh, hypocritical to me. Um, to you can't have it both ways. In, in other words, so I, I would hope that uh, you know today, in speaking to the Republicans and and the evangelicals, you know where is the love? You know where is the love? If you have the love for these fetuses, you certainly should have the love for these living children, breathing uh, kids, and uh, DACA uh, uh, people that have been here all these years and, and stayed clean and done wonderful things in this country. So that's that's my problem, and I think that uh, my guess is that most of them out there are in, in favor of DACA because of the of the ratings. But they need to do something. They need to write to their Republican congressmen and senators and say, "Look, if you don't vote for DACA, the next election, I'm going to vote for a Democrat to replace you." Uh, although I've been a lifelong Republican, on the basis of you not voting for DACA, so you better turn it around. And I think that will carry the day. That's the kind of, of message they need to send um, to their to their Republican congressmen and senators uh, out there to send the message that it's not all about party, it's about country. And it's country first in the, in the things we do. Absolutely, and I want to interject this. The, the bad apples, for lack of better terms, that the media points out, this is a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage. Uh, for the most part, the individuals that come over here are looking for a better way of life. They're not looking to be destructive. They're not, uh, you know, they, they don't hate America unlike some of uh, some of these people in the Middle East, these are people who are who are here looking for the American dream. They send money back home uh, to support their families, um, and, and again, that's that's all good. And, and, and to just what do you call it? Uh, turn a blind eye and say, "Hey, this is somehow you know going to hurt us," is is is, is I think uh, wrong and close-minded. And I especially like, Norm, your analogy there between if you are so concerned about a fetus, then let's look at these absolutely uh, developed human beings and, and let's do something uh, compassionate with them. Uh, and, and so, again, DOC, I think, is a great program. And, and I think that people, as you mentioned earlier, uh, it, it has a huge approval rating. Uh, most people that I talk to, even hardcore Republican conservatives, have a soft spot for DACA. Yeah, and and the, and the same holds true. You know, which is topical today is uh, some form of uh, background checks 
and uh, some form of restriction on on uh, AK-47s or was AR-15s, um, something like that needs to be passed. And it's, we have the same situation. This is 70, 80 percent approval for background checks and uh, some restrictions on the sale of, of these uh, uh, automatic or semi-automatic weapons. Um, again, and it's really, there need, we need to break the logjam between the Republican voters who are in favor of, of, of this legislation and the Republican um, people they elect who continue to um, vote against this, these, this legislation. And they just need to send that message that, you know, it, if, if you continue to, to um, deny uh, the government the right to um, do, do a background check on people before they buy automatic weapons or weapons, and um, that they won't get their vote next time. That's the same concept. We need to, to – the government needs to follow the people, and the people need to tell the, the government what they want, want to see happen. And really the power is in the hands of the, the Republican constituency that ha, is in favor of these changes in the law, but it's not being expressed in their voting um, for um, Democrats if if the Republicans did not come through this is this is the concept that I think we need to look at yeah, absolutely no absolutely in 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 the the number one thing with the DACA program and I think you know you mentioned uh, serving in the military. I happen to love our military. Again, you know, it does a lot of good. It's not perfect because it's run by humans, just like like the rest of the world. There's nothing perfect when humans are involved. But me personally, I would love to tweak the DACA program just a little bit to to get more people to serve in our to serve in our military. First of all, it gives these it gives these these uh, kids a chance to to get new skills um, and 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 also kind of widen their horizon uh, there there is just literally tons of stories of immigrants who have served our country and they fell in love uh, in the with the military and have gone not only to get their citizenship but have had stayed in that military for 20 years and have become uh, commanders and, and, and leaders and, and, and have, uh, what do you call it, helped, our, helped out our country uh, tremendously. Uh, and so I think that the, the DACA program, again, I like the analogy you said there about the, the whole gun thing. This is not something that anybody who is reasonable would just dismiss or uh, completely, uh, what do you call it, uh, crap all over just because it has the word immigrants associated with it. This has to be looked at. I think it has to, I, I think if you're a reasonable person, either a Democrat or a Republican, you're going to want to scratch the surface and say, okay, wh what's the benefits here? What is it costing America? What is the benefit to America? And, and then if you look at it on that scale or on that basis, a, a risk versus benefit analysis, 
you will see that the benefits outweigh the risk. Yeah, it's it's these kids coming across. I mean, they, they had a, a little short clip on uh, the news last night of this little six-year-old crossing in by himself with a, a bag into the United States at the, uh, by the by the trains. Uh, and uh, you know, here's a, a six-year-old coming in by himself. Well, what's going to happen to that six-year-old or and people like him? Well, the unaccompanied children obviously need to be taken care of. They need to um, uh, have you know, hopefully put with uh, relatives that are here. If, if they don't have relatives here, with schools that are here where they can attend school, um, and um, you know, be, get through school. You get through school and you get your uh, high school diploma. Then the choice is: uh, Do you want to go in the military or do you want to go into uh, into um, college? I mean, wh- which what is your choice going to be? And the, and the path to citizenship, obviously, it needs to be uh, give, in, give, accelerated if you go into the military. So that way, and you have an ability to, um, you know, have support with the GI bills um, to go to college after you serve in the military. So there's there'll be enticements to go in, and, and these kids can do it. But you know, by the same token, if they don't. Um, uh, stay clean and, and get through school and, or, and be productive. They're not citizens, and at some point, when they're um, a certain age, that you know can be decided. If there's a problem, then they they can be deported. That's always hanging over the head. That's what happened with DACA, and the ones that that um, have applied for DACA have led a clean life for years and years and years, and are productive members of of society. They pay their taxes, they, they work every day, and they should be treated uh, just like uh, other people that live in this country that uh, have green cards. They don't have to become citizens. And, and the idea, I have a little bit of a disagreement with the Democrats on this, is that the idea that citizenship is, is a requirement is wrong. Uh, the ability to stay and work here is is what should should be the requirement, and citizenship is is a matter of time and and placement, and eventually you can become citizens. But the advantage is if you live here, and your children are born here, they're automatically citizens. So there's a real big advantage for for families. So I like the whole program, and I think that um, you know again speaking to uh, my Republican friends. It's time for them to uh, stand up and tell their congressmen and senators that if they want their vote again, um, it, then they need to um, get this DACA program uh, passed. Absolutely. And, and, and again, as I said earlier, you know, these 99% of people that are coming over here uh, do really good. They stay clean, to use uh, your words there. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're coming here with the intent to fulfill their dreams, to uh, take care of their families. That's, that's all they're about. Uh, you know, and, and for our listeners, you know, we haven't had anybody from Mexico or South America who has uh, done any kind of terrorist act. Because I know that, that sometimes the media or the politicians like to use fear as a way of spinning the story as, you know, hey, we shouldn't allow these illegal aliens to get a green card because, you know, they're, they're, they got here illegally and they broke the law and, and, and 
uh, a lot of politicians have tried to paint immigration, specifically illegal immigration, as the death death nail to America, and, and it's not true. Uh, America was built on immigration. We are, you know, other than Native Americans that were here, everybody else is an immigrant. And so if you go back uh, a few generations, you'll find out where you came from. And we all have a story similar to either mine or your dad's or, you know, your family and, and things of that nature. But, you know, bottom line is when you look at the totality, again, the, the risk benefits, you'll see that the benefits outweigh the risks that uh, by allowing these children to get uh, a green card, to become part of the system, it's going to help everybody out. Uh, and, you know, a, a while back uh, during the Trump administration, there was so much fear that there was many farmers who could not get anybody to help them with their crops. And they literally had tons, tons of food that they could not harvest and that went bad. And you need, you need some of these individuals who are, who are not afraid of hard work, who are willing to get out there in the sun and pick our food. I mean, it, that, that's just one of, the, one of the benefits that, some of, that, that we as Americans reap uh, because of, uh, of these immigrants, uh, and, and our farmers cannot live without them, uh, you know, and, and, and it got so bad that the farmers were willing to pay 20 and $25 an hour, but they couldn't get any help because as Americans, we don't want to do that kind of work anymore. We're, we've kind of moved on. We've become, we're, we're accustomed to the digital age and, and doing things from our desk. And we are not, uh, we, we no longer want to work physically as much as we want to work mentally. And, and, and uh, I think that the Republicans sometimes forget all of the financial benefits and all of the industries that, uh, what do you call it, uh, depend on those type of workers. Yeah. This is, you know, this is a consumer society. Uh, 60 plus percent of our GDP, gross domestic product, is produced by consumers consuming goods. And the more consumers you have buying more goods, the, the more the economy will take off. I mean, they just passed, what, a $1.9 trillion uh, stimulus package to put money in the hands of people to spend it, you know, $1,400 um, and additional sun, funds for child care. And this is, this is where it should go. People are going to, they may put it in the bank to start with, but it'll be spent during the course of this year over time. Um, because people need the money to live on, they pay their rent with it, and they get going. And and this is what what's happening right now. And you're right, uh, you can't. I mean, I have friends owning restaurants, and they can't find dishwashers to pay them twenty dollars uh, an hour. And that's what it takes now to to because there's such a shortage of labor uh, to do uh, physical labor around the country. It is and especially in in the uh, kitchens of restaurants where uh, they, they're not yet vaccinated. Uh, they're in the process of doing it, but they have a fear of COVID because of the tight quarters and the, uh, and the long hours in close proximity to others where there's a, a, a chance of a good chance of, uh, of contract contacting uh, 
COVID. So there's all things working against uh, this, but what's working for it is is we have to be more receptive to immigration, and we have to uh, you know be uh, have a little bit more heart um, and compassion for these children that are being sent over unaccompanied by adults to um, uh, take care of them and help them to get into school and to become eventually become workers in this country and have their green cards. This is an important thing, and I feel like the Biden administration will will handle the uh, unaccompanied adults, but at the end of the day, they're just going to end up being in DACA anyway because they, 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 they're coming here not as citizens. So there has to be a pathway for them to stay with uh, with a green card and go to school and hopefully to, to go into the military and then have a path to citizenship. Yeah, absolutely. You know what, and, and I, I, I'm just thinking, again, it's human nature. It is human nature for us to sometimes forget all of the great things that have come through immigration. Um, you know, if, if you've ever worn Levi jeans, the, you know, the, the Levi Strauss company, that, that was started by an immigrant. Um, and, and, you know, if, uh, what do you call it, there, there is just a lot of things that, that have happened because of immigration. You know, there are famous immigrants that stand out, Albert Einstein, uh, but, uh, you know, there's, there are some that maybe aren't as famous, as I mentioned, Levi, the Levi Strauss Company is one of them. But my point being to all that is that sometimes we, as, again, it's human nature to go through the negative and we forget to check out the positives. Yeah. And when you look at, Again, the, the risk slash benefit, the benefits outweigh the risk. And, and, and then again, I say that if, if, because 90% or 80% of the immigrants that come here come from Mexico and South America uh, and places like that. And then we have uh, a, a smaller percentage that are coming here from Europe. And, and when you look at our history of immigration, we've gotten a lot, a lot of positive benefits because of immigration occasionally yeah because we're human occasionally there's going to be a bad apple uh and and i always like to remind people that the twin towers that were brought down were brought down by immigrants who were here legally you know so illegal immigrants versus legal immigrants you're still you you know you you're still dealing with, with uh, humans, and yeah, even if they're here legally, it doesn't mean that they're going to respect our laws, that they're going to protect us, that they're going to defend our way of life, and I think that's the most important thing that we have to look at. Who are we letting in, and how are they going to help us become a better nation? That's yeah, and my the, take and on the, it. And the irony of, of it all is, is that who are the uh, most loyal citizens are the uh, immigrants because of their appreciation of uh, what they have. You know, those of us that were born in this country, um, you know, we take it for granted, um, all this, the wonderful freedoms that we have here. But those that uh, come as immigrants have much greater appreciation because they, they come from a place where the, uh, 
where, where they, they don't have the opportunities that you have in this country. So that's why they, uh, over the course of years they've become more patriotic than those that are born here because they, they understand what, what freedom is as compared to what they, they didn't have from where they came from. Absolutely. So that's, and, yeah. and I want to throw this in. Uh, I just looked this up because I, I wanted to verify it before I said it on the air, and that is if, if you use Google for anything, remember Google was started not by one but by two immigrants. And, and you Google, you know, Google is obviously everywhere. And, and again, it's the benefits. Uh, you know, the, there are so many benefits um, that uh, that people forget about, and they just focus on the negative. And, and some of our biggest movie stars are immigrants. There's Arnold Schwarzenegger, and, and uh, uh, you know, and, and um, there's literally tons of immigrants. That are that are famous actors, actresses, whatever, and, and so again, human nature. We focus on the negative, and we forget to focus, you know, to look at the positive or focus on the positive. Yeah, we got to open our our hearts and uh, show some love for everybody, and yes. uh, you know, have some compassion for those that are coming and. Uh, again, you know, it's up to this this uh, group of Republican voters to let their congressmen and senators know uh, that they're for uh, a passage of DACA and they're for protecting these um, unaccompanied children and let them know that their their vote counts and when it comes time to vote, they don't rely on their vote unless that, that you, they can see that these Republicans have crossed the line and shown some compassion for, for the people that need it. Absolutely, and and again, I, I just love the analogies that you brought that you brought to the table. To the 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 thought of uh, there's so many people out there who totally are against abortion, uh, me included. Uh, however, if you're so, you know, if you definitely are for, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Pro-life. Pro-life. I think that you need to be. You need to look at your thoughts on immigration, especially when it comes down to these kids that are sometimes. You mentioned the six-year-old who came here by himself. If you know, this is a six-year-old that needs somebody to pick them, pick him up, and and protect him until he can become a a, a viable member of our society. And, and, but could you imagine the heartbreak? of sending your six-year-old by themselves because it's so bad where you're at. Uh, you, you cannot be human and not be, and not have, and, and not be impacted by that thought. Right. And, and that's where we stand. And that the, this, this idea, all this hate and fear-mongering that the previous president uh, brought forth, hopefully that's, that is at an end and, and the Republicans, uh, the rational Republicans, will will come around and uh, see how how it doesn't work to divide us. We need to unite us, uh, our country, and get get the hate mongers out of Congress and all these uh, racists and people that hate each other. We don't need to hear from them anymore. We need to hear from the Republicans that we know and respect, um, who need to stand up for. Uh, 
for the for DACA and for these uh, unaccompanied uh, immigrants to, to uh, little children to find a place for them in America. We, we're a country of 340 million people. We can certainly find a place for a few thousand more. Sure, and and, and you know, speaking of Republicans, there are there are, there are several Republican uh, senators who are here. Uh, they are a product or a byproduct of immigration, and and they need to remember their roots. Yeah, we all do, and yeah. uh, we, you know, one way or another, we're all immigrants, and yeah. <laughs> uh, we just need to have compassion for those that, that follow us. We just can't. There's no this idea of shutting the the door and not letting anybody else in is 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 myopic, and. Um, it's not going to get us anywhere. You know, this country Absolutely. is built on immigrants, and we need to continue to to encourage these immigrants who are to come in when they when they need our help. Absolutely, Norm. Thank you so much for stopping by. Always good to to have you here. And if you guys have questions for Norm and his team, you can go to bamlawca.com. That's bam b a m lawca.com. Norm Blumenthal. Thank you. Thank you so much for stopping by today. All right, Bert, and you too, and all the best to everybody. Take care. You bet. Good stuff there from America's most trusted lawyer, Norm Blumenthal. And look, I know that politics plays a part in just, a, in just about everything we do. I think that compassion in this case is not the worst thing that we can do. Uh, I think that as Norm said, I think we can afford a few, a few thousand more people, especially since they're already here. And by no means should they be automatically made citizens. I think, you know, they, they shouldn't be made citizens until maybe they serve their country or something like that, right? Uh, anyway, give me your thoughts. What do you think? Are we completely crazy? Do you hate the idea? Do you love the idea? Contact me on social media. Please share this episode with everyone you know. Let's help as many people as we can. Let's, let's get this conversation going. Let's see what we can do. And as always, my friends, thank you so much for stopping by. Remember, you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.